0: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
1: Welcome to the COB, I'm Danny Akuye, And
0: I'm Andrew Gagan. Yeah, good to be with you on this Monday afternoon. And what, well, Danny, we started really well and then we sort of faded and let's we call did. it a flat finish. Yeah,
1: it does look like a flat finish. We might yeah. just check out and see where the market is. Well, there you go, Gag's exactly right. It's not even a point up and the ASX 200 does look like it's uh, squeaked out 2.2 points. So market really are uh, paddling on hold, but Andrew, there's so much going on underneath the surface. There is there's
0: a lot of news. And of course, uh, well, that uh, takes us to our, uh, our
1: themes. themes, in
0: fact. Uh, takeover Tally, you've you've labelled it. Very true. Um, a lot of Lumen going in the M&A space.
1: Yeah, that? it's crazy. So Alcoa bidding for a Lumen today. Superloop being taken over by Aussie Broadband. Also rumours that Megaport may actually come into play at some stage as well, and of course, We've lost ALTIM, we're losing CSR. It's going Guys,
0: to be nothing left on the local What force. are we going to talk about at well, this rate? It, it, interesting, <laughs> in fact, I, I caught up with um, uh, Ben Yeo from More Australia. We were talking about this and he says, look, given where the Aussie dollar is at the moment, Those foreign buyers looking at Australia thinking, yeah, I'll take that. Thanks very much.
1: Absolutely. And uh, it really has been quite prolific. So maybe we could be expecting more. But also these uh, retailers, we call it the retailer rumble. But when I say rumble, I mean rumble in a good way, because although some of these sales numbers, Andrew, have been not great, the point is that they're not as bad as expected. So Adairs and Kogan today, share prices rallying really hard off those results. Yeah.
0: Kogan is an interesting one because it's been under extreme pressure. It hasn't really recovered at all since COVID. Uh, but online retailers making a bit of a turnaround yeah, play at the moment. absolutely.
1: And we yeah. saw that um, as well with Temple and Webster. Mm. Uh, but um, it's a bit naughty saying the next one. Boss, ball breakers. <laughs> but I couldn't help myself because we have RBNZ on Wednesday. We've got RCPI, we've got USPCE. We've got Japanese CPI tomorrow. Andrew, we have so much going on on the macro front and you never know. Might trip the markets up.
0: Well, indeed. In fact, I was listening to your interview with uh, Chris Weston this morning (laughs) talking about the importance of the RBNZ move where they could actually hike.
1: Yeah, and that would uh, obviously probably put the cat amongst the pigeons, to put it mildly, because RBNZ was one of the first central banks to move. Mm. And it, really, the rate hiking cycle, for all intents purposes across the globe, is perceived as having stopped. We yep. Anyway, we'll have to wait until Wednesday for that. But let's have a look at some of the sectors and see how they were performing today.
0: Yeah, among them, uh, the utilities and, well, in fact, let's start with energy, shall we? Yeah. Um, look, we did see the, the. I think the oil price actually was, came off. It was about a three-week low, in yep. fact, I think where we're at, and it's obviously reflected in uh, some of the bigger producers locally.
1: Absolutely. And the utilities, what was happening there today? Uh, AGL and Mercury NZ um, were up, otherwise everything else was in the red. Did you know, Andrew, I was doing some stats, Origin is one of the top performing stocks in the age sex top one hundred since the October lows. Really? Who would have thunk it? No, exactly. exactly.
0: Um, and elsewhere, the consumer, uh, consumer discretionary. Which has just been talking about those retailers. There, US Farmers has been doing well since it reported last week.
1: Yeah, that's been on a tear, hasn't it? And um, it's gone ex dibby I think.
0: Yeah, and uh, we've got. I think Harvey Norman's coming up in terms of its earnings results, isn't it? And we had we already no, had, had uh, JB had Hi-Fi, um, but uh, we've just head. mentioned a number of those other retailers that have been reporting today at the same time.
1: Yeah, it was also worth noting, LaVisa was very strong again today, mm. so that might be the, the spell of- for La Visa. The love
0: for LaVisa. The
1: love for LaVisa. It mightn't all be Tay-Tay, it might have something to do with those Shorters still trying to cover their positions. The bling-bling. Positions. The bling-bling. Now, let's have a look at some of the top stories, and Adairs has flagged a challenging sales environment for the first eight weeks of the second half, though, expects the group's comparative sales performance will improve across the second half of fiscal 2024.
0: Uh, Uh, Pubs and uh, alcohol retail endeavour, first half net profit coming in uh, about 4% lower while revenue was higher uh, with a uh, 14.3 cent share dividend.
1: And the reject shop, first half net profit down 11% on higher revenue and a 10 cent per share dividend declared.
0: Across the other side of the mall, the shaver shop, Uh, half year net profit slipping 9%. Revenue also lower tipping third quarter gross profit. Margins will remain in line with its FY23 period.
1: And at the smaller end of town, a nanosonics. Half-year profit coming in just over $6 million down from $10 million in the previous period. Now, let's get to our guest on a Monday afternoon, of course. It is Josh Gilbert from eToro. Josh, how are you?
2: Good, guys. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. It's a really big week potentially, isn't it, Josh? We have, wow, we've got a few macro potential events, one being the Aussie CPI. What are you thinking around that?
2: Yeah, like you say, I think you mentioned it a minute ago there that, you know, we have got quite a lot of macro events that could potentially, you know, trip this market up in terms of, you know, where we are at the moment, because we have had such a good run, to sort of start the year markets have maybe, you know, got a little bit carried away with the sort of the AI mania, obviously led by what was NVIDIA sort of last week. And then obviously, locally, we do have that CPI print this week, I think expectations are for it to sort of pick up slightly from that sort of January reading. I think markets are looking for about 3.5% from January's 3.4% as well. And I think that will sort of snap what has been a streak of sort of continuous easing as well. So this is probably gonna be one of the main sort of data points that the RBA is gonna have before obviously they meet um, in a a couple of weeks. We've got Q4 GDP as well, which will also be pretty important as well. But I think ever since we've had um, you know a, a, the data in sort of recent weeks ever since we've sort of had markets um sort of moving towards record highs those rate cut expectations have been sort of pulled back uh slightly you know we're now sort of maybe looking at a, at a cut not fully priced in until september um for a while there it was looking like august and we had sort of three cuts almost priced in for the year so i think this inflation reading this week is going to be sort of really important It remains the most important number in markets, Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be really key. Obviously, I think, you know, another positive that we probably had for the RBA last week was that sort of wage data. Um, Yes, it was sort of rising, but it's probably likely to mean that we have sort of seen that peak there as well. So, um, uh, you know, I I think that 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 inflation number is going to be what investors focus on locally this week, especially as reporting season sort of dials down.
0: Josh, I mean, you've followed the US market very closely. Given the AI mania we've seen, obviously led by NVIDIA, um, do you think that is justified? Or do investors perhaps rightfully a little bit nervous about where market's heading at the moment?
2: Yeah, look, I think... The, the the about nvidia and i think we've seen a lot of comparisons in the last sort of couple of weeks around sort of the the sort of the tech boom in 2000 nvidia being compared to the likes of cisco the difference here really is that we we're seeing real earnings growth from nvidia which is ultimately warranting sort of the move that we've seen um, you know earnings up by sort of 500% you know within the last year we've seen revenue more than sort of triple so they are delivering the sort of the numbers which i think is is really important Maybe though we are, as I say, getting a little bit worked up around the sort of you know idea of AI. Maybe we're seeing some companies' valuations boosted higher on the the viewpoint that AI will deliver. But I think for NVIDIA in particular is the, the, the difference there is that they are actually delivering um, right here and now. And I think that goes for you know the other sort of big tech names as well. They are delivering that. I think there's you know, there's a bit of worry there maybe for those other companies that are aren't sort of starting to monetize AI just yet. Um, But NVIDIA is is ultimately, I think, warranting their, you know, their their sort of recent move higher with that sort of earnings growth. And that's not something that we've seen from a company of that size for a long, long Time I think when uh, after they reported earnings, it was the biggest market cap move that we've ever seen from a company in history. So for them to do it on this scale, um, I just think is is magnificent, and that is why they are part of that seven. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's yeah indeed, it is magnificent. It's really interesting because the valuation hasn't actually increased that much. Um, yeah, it's, so it's quite phenomenal. But let's move back home, Josh, where it's not always quite as exciting as having an Nvidia. We do have a levisa though, which is been on fire. What about Coles? Because Woolies has been a bit of, well, those, um, you know, staples have been under such political pressure, uh, but also too, maybe margins as well. What about the Coles results? Any views on those?
2: Yeah, I think you, know, you mentioned sort of Woolies there, and, and I think Coles um, as well has also sort of been in the limelight as well. And I think it's been a really tough period for any businesses that have been in the limelight. I think Qantas is another one, you know, pretty poor earnings, um, you know, in the end last week, you know, obviously got a new CEO, sort of trying to really sort of turn the ship uh, around. Uh, but any of those sort of businesses that are under sort of pressure right now are, you know, being hit, um, you know, in terms of you know, value on their share price and Woolworths. I think you know, changing CEO was was probably coming at, a, at the right time, it will probably seem to be a, a bit of a timely pivot. So I think, yeah, Coles is, is probably going to be the one that I think of so stands out this week, um, we're also expected to sort of see declining profits, just like we saw with Woolworths as well. Um, but we are set to see, you know, revenue pick up. Um, it's, it's set to be the fastest pace for revenue for, for sort of almost three years as well. And I, and I think that may be a, a slight silver lining there, especially after coming under sort of quite a lot of pressure as well. It will be good to sort of try and get some commentary as well around, you know, that sort of PR nightmare that we're sort of seeing for these um from these sort of consumer staple names at the moment, such as Coles and Woolworths to sort of see, you know, how they're going to sort of deal with these accusations of price gouging, et cetera, as well. So, again, focus is going to be on sort of uh, net income. Focus is going to be on those margins, how it's sort of holding up in, in this environment as well. Are they passing those costs on to consumers? Uh, if they are going to be great for shareholders, uh, but also not going to be very good for, for those sort of thoughts of price gouging as well. So either way, I think it's going to be a really interesting result this week.
0: And Josh, you mentioned Qantas. Um, How are you looking at those travel-related stocks at the moment uh, with Flight Center? to report, you know, I guess you could argue, uh, there's a uh, lack of competition in that sector, particularly as far as airlines are concerned, of course. But um, in terms of we're those- we getting a uh, new
1: one, Andrew. A new airline? Yeah, I think we are. It's an article that's just popped. Turkish Airlines uh, is coming to Australia.
0: Uh, you, you wouldn't want, you don't want to enter into the Australian market. Look at the history of failures that we've had. with this. just- Some they don't fall well, out of the sky. Well, well what is, what's happened to Bonza? <laughs> Where's that gone? Bonza. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh, we're getting sidetracked here. Um, yeah, so what are, you, what are you looking at, particularly those, uh, those travel stocks at the moment?
2: Yeah, I think it's a great point in, in terms of like a new airline coming in, and, and the issue that these airlines are having at the moment is that we've gone from seeing you know sky high prices on airfares to them sort of really coming down. So that Qantas result last week is is you know mainly because we're we're starting to see uh, airfares coming from sort of uh, down from record highs, and that is really the trouble when you when you sort of owning these types of businesses is that you know it's really difficult to sort of pass on to consumers uh, and to continue passing on those costs to consumers because you are. going. Going to have competition coming in, and ultimately, you're not going to be able to sort of keep those fares uh, as high as you sort of would like, and, and maybe in, in sort of other businesses as well. Um, Flight Center, though, is, is maybe going to be slightly different to what we see from um, the airliners. Uh, I think, you know, their profits are actually, you know, set to, to sort of rise compared to what we've seen from the likes of Qantas. They've been sort of coming back from the pandemic slightly slower than what we saw from the likes of some of those other travel names. So they're actually set to see. Some, some strong numbers there as well. Um, and they, they actually had a, had a good result at the end of sort of fiscal year 23 as well. Revenue was up about 126%. And we're expected to, as I say, sort of see that continue because you know travel demand is still high. But as I say, airfares are beginning to sort of normalize as well. So um, I think that's going to be really important for any of those travel businesses to sort of really see if that travel demand does continue as we sort of go through what is still a really tough period with inflation still pretty elevated uh, and you've also got interest rates near those decade high still so we're going to continue to see consumers come under pressure and if they're you know going to be willing to spend thousands of dollars to travel internationally because that's really where these sort of travel companies make their money is on those sort of, um, you know, international trips. So it's going to be really interesting to see. But I think that Flight Centre should fare slightly better than what we've seen from some of these other travel names so far.
1: Fantastic. Josh, as always, thank you so much for joining us on a Monday
0: afternoon. It's a
2: pleasure. Have a great week, guys.
0: See you, mate. All right. Well, let's uh, come back to our stock of the day then. And it was Kogan. Uh, let's get across what our experts thought. Nathan Somerson-Naran from Deep Data Analytics, and Mark Morland from Team Invest. This used to be every man's darling. Yeah,
1: every, every small cap fund manager had it. Yep. Now you couldn't, you know, find a friend. Uh, yeah. So in that context, things can turn on you. It is cyclical. So just be careful. Kogan is not
0: your t- uh, tier one yeah. retailer. So I'm not chasing that. Right. Okay. The good retailers, uh, JB Hi, Nick Scarley and so on, who all of them maintained earnings all the way through post COVID. And we, we we put a lot of value on stability because stability shows that management's in control and knows what they're doing. When you have these big drops where you go from being profitable to a massive loss and then come back again, it's like, well, what what's going on? on that i mean at least with mining company and who are a commodity price takers and so on you can blame the commodities yeah that's fair enough but not a retailer so uh, we wouldn't touch kogan it's a very much a b-grade operation from our point and- of view Well, no. knock me down with a feather. Mark Mullins and Team <laughs> Invest, not touching Kogan. <laughs> what a
1: surprise. Anyway, let's move on. Our annual subscriber survey is open until March the 11th. And uh, basically, we'd really love if you could take a few minutes and fill it out so we can make Ausbez better for you.
0: Yeah, and it's worthwhile doing so because, in fact, we're going to lob an investment portfolio from MPC Markets Your Way. Well, look, someone's going to win that. Worth $5,000, other prizes and as well. So, it was bizco slash survey24.
1: Does that count? Do we count?
0: No. Oh. Uh, employees, not eligible. <laughs> Good try, though. What you sh- go under a pseudonym.
1: <laughs> what a shame. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> jokes aside. Okay. What a great deal. Now, let's have a look at some of today's market leaders and some of those lithium players. Yeah, they're, they're on a
0: tear today, aren't they?
1: Do we know why?
0: Well, because they've fallen so far. And <laughs> finally, investors <laughs> thought, hey, you know what? There might be some value here.
1: Okay, Lion Tower leading the pack. Pilbara Minerals also up strongly. Illumina, a bid lobbed from Alcoa. Look at La Visa. As I keep on saying, I can smell the burning rubber from those shorts up 7%. <laughs> and Tabcore, not their shorts, literally, not their step ones. Tabcore up 6.5%. Well, that's
0: right. Pants on fire, Danny. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the uh, the laggards then. Uh, Nana off the back of its result. Well, likewise also with TPG Telecom, um, investors a little wary about what is. Be- ahead. Insurers were interesting. We saw Suncorp outperform Nib sort of uh, not impressing the market at all and obviously some of those energy producers also under pressure.
1: Yeah. And let's have a look at the small caps, see what's happening there. 29 metals up 30%, Big Tin Can up 21%. Superloop. Ah, interesting. Of course, another takeover offer lobbed their way up almost 16% and Maine Pharma. I haven't seen that for a while, up almost
0: 14%. And going in the other direction, uh, yeah, next, uh, next Ed. Uh, in fact, that's a huge fall uh, today that we've seen there. Also, some uh, elsewhere in the resources space and Ventura Health also tumbling as well.
1: And I spoke experience codes there, but I mm. actually just spoke to the CEO earlier. So uh, catch that interview. Well, speaking of
0: travel-related stocks. Yeah, yep.
1: absolutely. Now, let's check and see if anything is happening overnight. So uh, we've got the MPC. That's Great Britain. Yep, member member pill speaks. Yeah, Oh, Bank of England. Okay, I'm being very silly. Member Breeden is also speaking from the Bank of England, and we've got U.S. new home sales.
0: All right. And uh, locally, oh, in fact, uh, yeah, look, um, reporting season continue, of course. We were just talking about Coles there with uh, Josh, so that's certainly one to keep an eye on Illumina, uh, given it is now the focus of that uh, takeover deal from Alcoa. And uh, John's Ling Group uh, has certainly been been one of the favourites among many of the fundies that we've spoken to actually, so that'll be interesting as well.
1: Yeah, and Daltium is reporting, but it doesn't really matter because they're going to be taken over. Um, Let's have a final check on the market for this Monday, the 26th of February. There we can see the SIBO. Pretty flat, Andrew, isn't it? Just squeaked out a little bit of a green on screen. But the ASX 200, hey, it's up nine points. That's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> or just over um, a so tenth of It's all about
0: momentum, Danny. We've week in a, a week, way. Let's call it that.
1: We have. Anyway, that is it for us today from the COB. But, of course, we will be back bright and early, 9.45 tomorrow morning. Yep. With the Global View. See you then. Bye. <laughs>